0: scattered across the most foreboding mountains and deep in the darkest valleys exist some of the most malicious dangerous and evil creatures known to folklore just waiting for an opportunity to torment you some lurk in homes others roam the wild they are known for playing tricks on humans and feeding off of their misery They may appear in male or female form with the ability to entice or seduce you. Anyone may be their next victim, if they are unfortunate enough to cross their paths, even you. Welcome to Freaky Folklore, the podcast where we discover the horrifying legends across the world and tell terrifying tales of monsters both ancient and modern, Today we are discussing the Dokkaevi, the Korean Goblin, mischievous creatures that like to trick, steal, and in the worst cases manifest your greatest fear. This show is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network. Find more terrifying tales at EerieCast.com and be sure to follow us on Spotify or your favorite podcasting service. You can leave an honest review on iTunes too. The more we get, the more we grow, and hopefully, the more monsters we can explore. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to carmankarian at gmail.com. That is C-A-R-M-A-N-C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook for information on future episodes. The sound of the envelope sliding against the large wooden office desk was deafening in the silence of my boss Mr. Kim's room. It remained quiet as I removed my hand from the envelope and backed away from the desk. He glared down at the piece of paper and then shot his gaze up to mine. I remained calm as he reached out and read the writing on the front of the envelope out loud. Letter of Resignation? Mr. Kim announced firmly into the quiet room. "'Yes, Mr. Kim,' I responded. He just chuckled and shook his head. The look on his face caused anger to rise in me, but I had to remain calm. "'Ms. Lee, you can't resign if you've already been fired.' My heart began to race from the shock and anger rushing through my mind. Instead of responding, I bowed my head in farewell, and left the office with my gaze to the ground. I, So Hyun Lee, lost my perfectly paying job at the age of 31, over a petty argument with my boss. Once I left the building, I searched for my mother's contact and waited impatiently for her to answer. After a couple of days, I settled into my new home, a small old house right outside the village that I had grown up in. My mother had offered to let me stay with her, but I didn't want to add on to the stress that I had caused her all week. My aunt actually owns the house that I rented out, and she's renting it to me for a cheaper price. I remembered this house from when I was a kid. Back then, it was clearly not a place that someone could safely live in. The wood was rotten, and parts of the roof had huge gaps in it. I had thought it could collapse any day but apparently it hadn't. They were able to fix it up and make it livable. Back then, my grandpa would tell us stories about the house. I was never really interested in his silly stories, but I remember him speaking of a dokka bee that lived in the house. As an adult, I can laugh it off as grandpa just trying to spook the kids into staying away from the house. It worked, too. No one ever went near it. According to my aunt, everyone she tries to rent the house to, she ends up having to evict. Of course, it was just a coincidence. My grandpa passed away a couple of years ago, and now my grandma tells the story of the Dokeby to the children of the village. My aunt scolded her as soon as we got here, complaining about bringing bad luck to the house, and grandma being the reason she can't keep a tenant for more than a year. I had sat down next to my grandma, after the scolding, and instead of greeting me with a bone-crushing hug like she normally had, she stared into my eyes with worry. Are you sure you want to stay here, Sohyun? You know I have plenty of room in my bed for you. It'd be like a huge slumber party, just like when you were small. I laughed and immediately declined the offer. Grandma already had enough on her hands. I couldn't just crash at her place like that. The first day in my new home was tiring. I managed to unpack all of my boxes and move in my furniture. I didn't have much stuff anyways, since it was just me. After I organized everything, I took a moment to admire my new home. My aunt had done a great job of fixing the place up. The wood was a beautiful dark color that reminded me of a cabin. The floors were strong and were nowhere near rotten. I wouldn't be falling through anytime soon. Despite the size of the small house, I actually loved it. It was cute, and maybe I'd like to stay here for a long time. That night, I passed out after having a couple of drinks with my family. After all, there were still things that I had been depressed about. I lost my dream job and was forced to leave behind my achievements and work friends. I had almost been working there for a decade, just three more years and I would have reached it. But I got carried away. Now I'm right back where I started. That night I fell over on my bed with these thoughts storming through my mind. I had a dream, and in the dream I stood in a hospital room. The room was empty. No one was in the bed, and no one sat in the chairs along the wall. It was quiet, too quiet. I began to feel uneasy and turned around to find the door, but right as I turned around, I was face to face with some type of goblin-looking being. I was pushed backwards onto the hospital bed by an invisible force. I suddenly felt a wave of pain and nausea, as if I had been beaten all over with a sledgehammer. My body was in excruciating pain to the point that I couldn't move. The creature stood at the end of the bed, with its arms crossed, and a disgusting smirk spread across its face. This is the future you will face if you stay on my land. Its deep voice sounded throughout the empty room. I tried to speak, but no words would come out. The monster approached the right side of the bed and reached its hand out towards me. Causing me to squeeze my eyes shut. I began to scream hysterically as I felt someone shake me by the shoulders. So Hyun, wake up! It's just a dream! My eyes shot open at the familiar voice, immediately bursting into tears as I laid eyes on my mother's worried expression. I shot up from my lying position and began to recognize the room. I was no longer in that hospital with that thing. My mother wrapped her arms around me and pulled me to her as I sobbed into her shoulder, just glad to be out of that nightmare.
1: This episode is sponsored by June's Journey. What is horror to you? Monsters, murder, mystery? Well, if human monsters are your thing, June's Journey is the game for you, albeit in a more lighthearted tone.
0: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price, line. The first image that comes to mind when we talk about elves and goblins is probably one that medieval Europeans created. A small creature with sharp fangs, possibly some claws, and a mischievous or diabolical nature. These creatures, however, are not just seen in European mythology. The Dokabee, for instance, exists in South Korea. The Dokabi have a strong connection to Korean folklore. The earliest records of these creatures are found in the Silla Kingdom era, specifically in a tale titled Lady Dawa and Bachelor Baeyong, from the book Samgukyusa, a compilation of stories, legends, and tales covering the three kingdoms of Korea, Goryeo, Baekje, and Silla. Dokkaebi are thought to possess incredible magical abilities, maybe protectors against evil spirits, and be able to bring humanity wonderful harvests, large catches, and great fortunes. Depending on the local folklore, certain traditional rituals are performed to call upon the Dokkaebi to bring humans good fortune, while other rituals are performed to drive the Dokkaebi away because they are regarded to be the root of bad luck that brings fires and contagious diseases. In Jeju Island, the Dokkabi, or negative energy, is claimed to be removed from patients during the during gut healing ceremony for mental diseases. Dokkabi are not like ghosts in Korea. They are not created from the death of a human being. Instead, they are brought about by the spiritual possession of an object such as a discarded household item like brooms, baskets, sieves, or objects stained with human blood. They usually appear during the night in dark, damp environments, but can also be seen on cloudy or rainy days. The Dokkabi's physical features are portrayed in a variety of ways and have changed over time, but they are consistently depicted as menacing and awe-inspiring. The most common depiction of them is based on ancient roof tiles with Dokkaebi patterns. Dokkaebi's have great fun playing pranks on humans, transforming themselves into beautiful women to seduce men. Dancing, singing, and fooling around are also among their hobbies. The Dokkaebi are given various traits according to different versions of the mythology. The majority of the time they play practical jokes on people or challenge rude tourists to a match of syrium korean wrestling in order to gain passage in rare circumstances they are thought to be harmless but yet mischievous dokubi are expert wrestlers who cannot be defeated until their right side is taken advantage of other legends claim that because dokubi only have one leg one must hook it and push them in order to defeat them. The Dokkabi's powers enable them to perform a variety of tasks, such as creating fortunes for people, hosting a feast, producing elaborate clothing, and temporarily filling a pond with water. Different rituals were carried out in the past to learn about the nature of these beings and to harness their powers to benefit man. Other practices were done to drive away Dokkabi, who are believed to be the causes of bad luck that brings fire and disease. Dokkabi first appears as a shimmering light or a pillar of tall blue flames. A Dokkabi magic stick, known as a Dokkabi Bung Monkey, which has the ability to summon objects and serve as a magic wand. And a Dokkabi Hat, known as a Dokkabi Gemtu, which gives its wearer invisibility are examples of magical objects that are in their possession. Dokubi enjoy buckwheat jelly, mashed sorghum, red beans, rice cakes, and drinks. Dokubi likes certain meals, which are included in Dokubi gosa. According to the Encyclopedia of Korean Folklore and Traditional Culture, the appearance of this being changes depending on the periods of South Korean history. However, the most popular description is that it has horns, bulging eyes, a large mouth with sharp teeth, with a hairy body and claws on its hands. Sometimes they can also have human traits. Dokubi appears in a number of Korean folklores. In many of the tales, Dokubi plays practical jokes on mortals or punishes them for their bad deeds. One such story tells of an elderly man who lived by himself on a mountain. A dokibi once paid him a visit at home. Surprisingly, the old man gave the dokibi a drink, and they ended up becoming friends. The dokibi routinely paid the elderly man visits and engaged him in lengthy discussions. But one day, the man went for a walk by himself in the woods next to the river. He found that the dokibi appeared in his reflection. He was afraid and terrified of how close he was to becoming that creature. The man brought the monster to his home and developed a scheme to keep himself from turning into a doka What are you most scared of, he asked it. The doka responded, I am afraid of blood. What frightens you? The man said while acting frightened, I have a fear of money. That is why I live alone in the mountains. The next day the old man killed a cow and poured its blood all over his house. The Dokubi, with shock and great anger, ran away and said, I'll be back with your greatest fear. The next day, the Dokubi brought bags of money and threw it to the old man. After that, the Dokubi never came back, and the clever old man became the richest person in town. One of Korea's most revered mythological creatures, the Dokubi, is so significant that a drama starring Kim Go-Yoon and Gong Yoo Yes, the guy from Squid Game portrays one. There have been other productions with the Dokebi as the central theme. The most famous, for example, being the K-drama Goblin, The Lonely Lady, and Great God. During the Goryeo Dynasty, King Wang Yo is manipulated by his royal advisor, who turns him against General Kim Shin, Gong Yu, his best warrior. Unfortunately, the king betrays him by allowing himself to be manipulated by his advisor and condemns him to death. As a punishment from the gods for having killed so many people in his life as a warrior, he is brought back to life and turned into an immortal being, a doka His punishment will be to see all his loved ones die while he lives on. The only one who can grant him his awaited and longed-for death is the woman destined to be the bride of Dokkabi. Hobgoblin, a song by the K-pop girl group CLC that had lyrics that appeared to be casting a spell through seduction to keep the listener's attention, was released in 2017. A new EDM trap sonority and a darker, sexier concept were offered by the once adorable trio. The song was successful in getting people's attention and did exceptionally well internationally. It is said that Dokkaebi also likes to chase women, and in fact, in the BTS song, Like, there is a reference to this situation by saying, but I wear the Dokkaebi's hat and always stalk you and your everyday life. ACE, a K-pop boy band, released a song titled Goblin, favorite boys in September, 2020. Traditional goblins in Korean folklore enjoy engaging in combat with humans. With the use of that, their choreographer was able to include traditional Korean wrestling into their routine, as well as their dress choices and set design. The K-pop boy band Stray Kids created a dokabe themed video for their comeback song, Thunderous, in August 2021. The South Korean cable network TVN featured a television series based on the goblin folktale called Guardian, The Lonely and Great God which starred Gong Yoo as title role character and was created by renowned industry writer, Kim Eun Suk. In the national television ratings, it came in third. The Dokkabi may be somewhat like the goblin of European folklore. There are similar creatures in every culture around the world. Is there a reason that mischievous tricksters with the power to do good or evil seem to be everywhere? Maybe. Just maybe it's because they are real. There could be one skulking around your neighbor's house. Or worse, it could be in yours. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com.
1: Save big money at Menards.
0: That morning I sat at my desk and stared out the window in deep thought for what felt like hours. My head was pounding from the results of last night's bad choices, so I was in no mood to try and leave the house at that moment. My thoughts were interrupted by an abrupt knock on the door. I turned around in my chair as my grandma slowly entered the room with a soft smile on her face, but a worried glint in her eyes. I stood from my chair to greet her, but she gently pushed me back into it and let out a soft, That's all right. "'What brings you here, Grandma?' "'I asked with as much energy as I could muster. "'I heard what happened from your mother, "'and I decided to drop by and make sure you were okay.' "'She replied, placing a few pain pills and a glass of water down on my desk "'before taking a seat on my bed. "'I bit back an exaggerated sigh. "'My mom never could keep a secret. "'So, you had a nightmare. "'What was it about?' I turned around in my chair and reached out for the pills, swallowing them all in one go and chasing them with the entire glass of water that I had chugged. I held back a gag at the odd filling and set the glass back down on the table, turning my chair back around to face my grandma completely. As I explained the story to her, I studied her facial expressions closely. I've never seen someone's face change so drastically in the matter of seconds. She seemed to be terrified. Eventually, she interrupted me. Describe that creature in more detail, she demanded. I stared at her in confusion, but went along with her shenanigans anyway. It was like a large man, but its skin was as red as blood. It had large horns on its head and stood at an abnormal height taller than any man I've ever seen. As I described the creature to her, her face became very serious. My confusion and curiosity only grew, so I paused for a moment before asking, Grandma, is something wrong? So hewn, she announced loudly into the quiet room as she pulled me closer to her by my wrist, causing the chair to roll closer to the bed. I squeaked, completely startled by the sudden aggressive action. Listen to me very closely. What you saw in your dream was the Dokabee that lives on this property. Once I realized what was going on, I sighed exasperatedly and gently pulled my arms away from her grip. Grandma, Dokabee aren't even real. It was just a silly nightmare. I stood from my seat and pushed the chair back into the desk. My grandma stood as well, grabbing a hold of both of my shoulders and spinning me back around to face her again. No, Sohyoun, you must listen to me. It is a dokibi, and I know how to stop it. Before she could finish, there were loud crashes and bangs coming from the kitchen. Sounds of bags bursting open and dishes clashing and shattering everywhere. My grandma and I rushed to see what was happening, but once we entered the kitchen, the culprit was gone. I almost broke down into tears at the sight before me, broken glass and all kinds of food and dishes scattered across the kitchen and dining room. My grandma rushed into the kitchen, searching in the cabinets and in the refrigerator. It has eaten all your food. I rushed to her side where she stood in front of the refrigerator and it was true. All of my groceries were gone. My grandma turned toward me and began again. See, it was the dokeby that ate all of your food and shattered. Grandma, no. I raised my voice in frustration and anger. I have been robbed. We need to call the police and do not bring up the dokeby again when they get here. My grandma stared at me for several long moments as if she were processing what I had said. Then she let out a long sigh and quietly mumbled something about going to call the police herself before walking away. I stared down at the floor. The glass shards and the grains of rice that covered the wood brought anger and so much hopelessness to me. Everything just kept going wrong. It's as if life had it out for me and was waiting patiently to see how long I could bear with all of the difficulties. I heard faint footsteps behind me, and turned to see my grandma coming back from her phone call. They're on their way. I'll head back home for now. I left a note for you on your desk. Be sure to read it when you can. And with that, she was gone. I was shocked that she left me behind so easily. I mean, for God's sakes, I had just been robbed. But maybe it's not all too shocking. All she seemed to really care about was that stupid Dokkabee story. Later, when the police arrived and were looking around, I went back to my room after remembering the note my grandma had left me. As I approached my desk, I laid my eyes on a pink sticky note sticking right to the center of it. I peeled it off with one quick tug and began to read the sticky note aloud. It's afraid of... horse blood? It took a few moments to register the words before I groaned and crumbled the sticky note in my hand. "'tossing it into the small trash bin next to my desk. "'My quiet rage was quickly cut off "'by a soft knock on my bedroom door as it creaked open. "'A police officer stepped in to ask me a few questions, "'and the thoughts of the Dokeby quickly left my mind. "'Once they had thoroughly searched the house, "'one of the cops approached me with a tired look on his face "'that he didn't even try to hide. "'Nothing else is missing besides your food, correct?' I nodded in response. It was probably just some kids playing a prank. Have a good evening, ma'am. As the officer tried to walk away, I was quick to stop him. Just a prank? Sir, they stole from me. Shouldn't you find out who they are and make them pay? Do you have any idea how much it'll cost me to replace all of that food? Ma'am, we will keep an eye out. In the meantime... Go buy some more food. You're from the big city. I'm sure you can afford it. I stared at the man in utter shock as he bowed his head and took his leave along with the other police officers. That evening, I ate dinner at my aunt's house due to the lack of food at my home. I explained the entire situation to her all the way back to Grandma's strange shenanigans, and she let out an annoyed laugh. "'Oh, my mother has been this way ever since Dad passed away. Doka be this, Doka be that. She just never learns,' she said as she poured soju into my shot glass. The night went by quickly after a few drinks, but of course I had no plans of getting as drunk as I had been the night before. It was late into the night as I opened the front gate to my home, missing the passcode a couple of times before finally getting it right.' I stumbled slightly in the dark and fumbled around in my pockets for my keys. A loud crash could be heard to my right, and I snapped my head in the direction of the sound. I slowly approached the side of the house and peeked my head around the corner, but no one was there. Although I did notice that my bedroom light was on, despite my tipsiness, I clearly remembered turning the light off. I crouched down low and went around the corner, slowly getting closer and closer to my bedroom window. When I made it to the edge of the window, I slowly peeked my head to the side and peered into the room. No one. The room was empty. I raised my head slightly to get a better look. So Hyun Lee, a voice appeared loud and clear in my right ear, out of nowhere, and I fell back in terror. I couldn't hold back my screams as I came face to face with a familiar, horrible face. The red skin, the abnormal height, the horns, and its large, monstrous teeth. Grandma was right. It was a dokeby. I stood up and ran back to the front of the house as fast as I could. I shook uncontrollably as I fumbled to unlock my front door. Large footsteps slowly approaching could be heard to my right which only made my fear and anxiety grow. After I opened my door, I slammed it behind me and immediately began to lock it. Once it locked, I ran to my room and shut the door behind me, locking it as well. I rushed to find my phone. I had to call my grandma. She would be the only one to believe me. Then it dawned on me. My phone was laying on my aunt's table. I remembered the old phone on my desk, and I ran to dial my grandmother's number. It rang for several seconds, until all of a sudden, the outlet burst into flames. I yelled out in panic, No! and grabbed an old shirt that laid on the floor, pulling the cord out by the wire and stomping on it until the fire was out. Was the dokka causing this? I heard a loud crash outside my bedroom. And I let out a short scream before slapping my palm over my mouth. I heard heavy yet slow footsteps begin to approach my bedroom door, the heaviness making the house shake and the lights flicker. I hurried to find a place to hide, deciding on crawling under the bed. A loud bang filled the room as pieces of wood flew around from the door, being shattered to pieces. I watched in silent horror as the Dokabe's disgusting feet approached the bed. Tears streamed down my cheeks as my eyes followed the goblin's slow movement to the other side of the bed. "'I warned you, human!' Its voice boomed into the room as it came to a stop at the left side of the bed. A hushed sob escaped my lips as it continued. "'I gave you a chance to get off my land.' I stared in horror as it turned to face directly toward the bed. But would you look at that? The bed began to rise from its spot on the floor, and I began to drag my body backwards in order to get away from that thing. You refused to listen. Right as it raised its voice, it slammed the bed back onto the floor where it was before and began to speed walk towards me. I stood up and ran out of the room, but before I could escape, it placed its large hand on top of my head, picking me up with ease, as if I were made of paper. It pulled me close to its face and revealed a nasty grin. Its breath smelled rotten, as if it had eaten something dead. I gagged from the smell and swung my arms and legs around to try and escape its grasp, but to no avail. My actions seemed to only anger the creature, so it grabbed my legs with one hand and my head with another and began to pull. I screeched in agony, feeling my arms and knees pop out of their sockets. But before it could go any further, a wave of thick, dark red liquid showered the both of us. The creature dropped me to the floor with a loud thump and I screamed in pain. I watched as the large creature began to thrash around and wail like a child. I turned and laid eyes on the culprit only to find my grandma holding an empty metal bucket. When I turned back, the dokeby was gone. After that night, I moved in with my grandma. I left all of my belongings behind in that house, not wanting to bring any unwanted guests into my grandma's house. We never saw or heard anything of the Dokkaebi again, but sometimes, at night, I can hear a faint voice call out angrily, You will pay, filthy human. You will pay. Thank you for listening to Freaky Folklore, the podcast about mankind's horrifying legends and myths. Don't forget to follow Freaky Folklore on Spotify and iTunes. If you can, leave the show an honest review on iTunes to help us grow. Freaky Folklore is part of the EerieCast Podcast Network, the home for listeners who love to feel scared. Go to EerieCast.com to find other terrifying podcasts such as Destination Terror and Redwood Bureau. If you would like to submit an encounter or suggestions for future episodes, you can email them to Carmen Carrion at gmail.com That is C-A-R-M-A-N C-A-R-R-I-O-N at gmail.com You can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook for information on future episodes. Tune in next week as we discuss The Wild Hunt, a ghostly or supernatural group of hunters engaged in pursuit of slaves to drag to the afterlife. Until next time, stay safe out there because this world is a strange one.